0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Special technique of shadow Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tuesday, June 21st, 22 edition of the Boxing Source Radio Show. I am your host, James Bell, the leader of the Boxing Source on social media. You can catch uh, a whole lot of stuff through updates on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and through the YouTube page. Uh, You know, we are still in recovery mode from, you know, what went down. Last, uh, you know, last week or the previous week, uh, where we, you know, did have the uh festivities for the International Boxing Hall of Fame weekend. Um, but you know, we did talk about that in the uh last podcast. Um, and you know, we you know still have you know, um, a lot to really go over uh, here in this particular uh episode, uh, here so. Um, Think about it is is that uh, what we're going to do is we're going to you know break down a lot of this stuff here uh, that happened in the previous week you know which you know included uh, the uh, wins uh, there by Artibidaev and Robisi Ramirez uh, you know plus you know wanted to you know touch on a few things as far as like news and notes. Uh, in the sport of boxing, uh, that's coming up here uh, in the uh, near uh, future, um, and you know, kind of like break down uh, these potential matchups that are coming up uh, here in the sport of boxing. Um, but uh, first off, wanted to you know jump into you know what happened over at the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden you had the light heavyweight unification match with Artur Bittabiev, uh coming in there with two belts and Joe Smith Jr. coming in there with one belt. You know, Bittabiev, uh, you know, had the uh, thing there with the WBC and the IBF title. Joe Smith Jr. with the WBO title, you know. Um, and, you know, the thing about it is, is that, you know, we tried to, uh, you know, see... How this uh, bout would turn out. I mean, you know, a whole lot of whole lot of, of reviews or and things were out there in reference to this as far as like, hey man, you know, someone's gonna get knocked out in this particular bout. Someone's gonna get knocked out. You know what I'm saying? And uh <clears throat> and we, you know, kind of like did get what people were looking for in this particular fight. Uh but you know, it was you know, surprising, uh, in a sense, you know, once this thing happened. I mean, (laughs) you know, this fight could, you know, be explained in detail um, because, you know, there wasn't, (laughs) didn't last that long. Um, Better be of, oh, man, he just, he just destroyed Joe Smith Jr., man. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say destroy it, but he was on the verge of destroying it. Referee pretty much, like, I'm sorry, the referee pretty much saved Joe Smith Jr., man. I'm going to be straight up with that one. He pretty much saved Joe Smith Jr., man. Um, you know, the first minute of the fight, yeah, Joe Smith Jr., you know, he was uh, out there. He was pumping a jab out. He was trying to be active, you know, with his... Um, you know, active with his jab and things like that, uh, you know, tried to, uh, have the point where, uh, better be, of would have to, you know, react to the offense of Joe Smith Jr., you know, um, and it kind of like, look, it was, it was, uh, you know, pretty, pretty good, you know, there by Joe Smith, but, um my thing was he you know tried to follow up with the right hand you know try to get in with a 1 2 punch or whatever it was um uh, but that you know didn't necessarily uh, hit the mark and then after about a minute minute 30 seconds in the first round artabilla started opening up artabilla uh you know started throwing some punches and psh, eh. Oh my God. Man, it just seemed like every punch landed. It just seemed like every punch landed on Joe Smith Jr. It was, it was, it was, oh my God. It was just bad. It was bad, y'all. It was really bad. It was like, it was like, first punch was like, bam. I was like, oh, shoot, here we go. And you knew the way that (laughs) Joe Smith was reacting to the punch, like it was, uh, it, it, it was going to be, uh, well, at, at that point, it, it looked like it was going to be a long night, but it, it wasn't quite a long night, uh, there as you know, better be it, just pretty like dissected Joe Smith Jr., and it didn't really take that long, you know, for him to do that. Uh, he was just hitting them with. Power shots, continuous power shots, hooks, um, you know, um, I'll get into the, the puns that really kind of like took them out, but hooks, body shots, Um, le- like I said, left, right, hooks, body shots, did the jab to the body, a lot of feints that Joe Smith just could not, re- you know, he could not properly react to the fence from Artur Bidabiev. Um, you know, with, with, with that I mean you kind of like seen that in the lead up to this particular bout was that you know Artur Beterbiev has a way or a method to try to get his opponent to think about where he's going to go with his shot and then he ends up going the opposite way. So in one of in like one of the um video analysis uh for you know this particular bout you know um what what she had was, you know, Artur Beterbiev kind of, like, stepping forward, but it was like he would step forward for a jab that's going up top. But instead of going up top, he would, like, seem like he started up top and then just go downward with his punch, you know, into the body. So his opponent's guard is, like, up top, thinking that Beterbiev is going with a jab. Instead, he goes to an open spot where he has body shot. And that type of thing, as far as like what Artur does, it shows like he's like one of the more efficient uh, fighters, uh, you know, not just like heavyweight, but it could be, you know, without, you know, throughout the sport because, you know, it's not like he throws that many punches or is very active, or at least to me he's not. But whenever he does throw and whenever he does land, he makes sure it counts every single time it seems. And in the first round, you, cu- you did see that against Joe Smith jr he just had it to the point where all of those power shots just looked like all of them were landed on Joe Smith and Joe Smith was just not ready for that at all and it, it was just um, a, a, a case where you know Smith was getting beat up uh, he ended up getting knocked down near the end of the first end of the first round. Uh, Real quick, shout out to Unrivaled Boxing Talk, you know, one of the uh, uh, great uh, channels in YouTube, Uh, there talks talks boxing, talks a lot of boxing, is very knowledgeable, very, very knowledgeable, one of the more knowledgeable uh, people, you know, that I know uh, in the YouTube sphere when it comes to boxing, so shout out to uh, Unrivaled Boxing Talk there real quick. Um. And, and but going back, yeah, going back to better be of that section of Joe Smith Jr. I mean, he just took took every shot that he could take there against Joe Smith Jr. And it's just, like I said, it just seemed like a good amount of shots were available for Arthur better be it was just like, man, like. And, I, and, and, and the thing was, right, like, you know, I could have I could have been there live, you know. Um, but I didn't quite, you know, um, yeah, I wasn't going, you know, I had a couple of things that I had to do, uh, in town. So I didn't w- go to the Hulu theater to watch this fight live and man, yeah, I'm kind of glad that I didn't cause I would have been like, Oh my goodness. That, that was just like, yo, you like, you know how they had the thing with, uh, uh your boy um Ivan Drago and, and 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 Apollo Creed. I would have yelled throw the damn towel. I would have thrown. I would have I yelled that shit. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I would have did it because <laughs> yo, better be uh, just destroyed Joe Smith Jr. Joe Smith Jr. had no chance. Um, you know it it was it was just bad from the first round. Like like live. I haven't seen something like that live. Uh, since, um, what it was, uh, Peterson, uh, versus Lippin, you know, uh, where like people were just like seeing Lippin, like break down Peterson and every shot that landed just seemed like real gruesome and like cringing and all of that. Like this was pretty, almost like the same thing. You like, you had Joe Smith, of course, he from New York, he, the you know, the working man's fighter, you know, the. You know, lunch pail, uh, hard hat, um, you know, labor worker, you know, uh, that's going in, you know, punching his clock, doing his thing, and then going in there and fighting. You know, he eventually became world champion. You know, Uh, of course, he, you know, did his thing against Bernard Hopkins, but that's neither here or there. Um, But, (laughs) uh, you know, he still, like I said, was able to, you know, get uh, wins. Good good wins over the course of his uh, professional career. You know, even before uh, he won the uh, WBO title uh, in his uh, fight against Maxim Vlasov. You know, he was able to defend that uh, title once against Steve, Steve Jafar uh, before this bout against uh, Berbea. But, you know, he's defeated the likes of Elida Alvarez, who's a former, you know, world champion himself. Uh, Jesse Hart um you know uh and like I said uh he did uh, defeat Bernard Hopkins uh and had losses to you know Dimitri Baval of course current champion uh in you know uh Sullivan barrera uh but you know he still was like you know regarded as one of the hardest punchers uh there in in the sport or at least in the division you know and that it could have been uh, some type of a factor, you know, there for uh, Joe Smith Jr. If uh, he would be able to uh, get by or, you know, get through something there with um, better be if. Uh But, you know, the initial, the initial attack from Joe Smith Jr. was, you know, not enough to have um, better be able to start his offense. And like I said, once, Better be a his offense, man. It was just like, oh, man, this is just not good at all. Not good at all, you know. Um, And, like, the first round, you know, better be was able to score a knockdown before the end of the first round. And that just kind of, like, you know, set the stage uh, for what was going (laughs) to happen in the... In the uh, rest of the in the rest of this fight man you know um in the end of that first round happened and i was like oh man this 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 ain't this ain't gonna be good you know this ain't gonna be good for joe smith and you know i just saw you know joe smith at the beginning of the second round you know the first minute or so of the second round he had an he had a little spot where, you know, he tried to get himself back at it where he would be able to, you know, get in close quarters with Arta Beta And to me, that was like the best chance that Joe Smith Jr. had against Bedab. Like he really couldn't uh do much at a distance against Bedabiev, at least not to me. Uh I thought he would have had to, you know, do something to the point where he had to get in close quarters. And you know, really catch uh Better B be to see if he could hurt him. You know, people were talking about, oh, you know, Better B be has been knocked down at some point, you know, of his professional career, you know, and and things like that. And like I said, Joe Smith Jr. is you know, one of the hardest punchers in the uh in the light heavyweight division, you know. Uh, but man, it was just uh that, that just didn't work all too well for Joe Smith Jr. being in close quarters. Um, that would be if it was just still uh, coming forward, you know, where he could come forward. Um, and it, it was to the point where you just seen a whole lot of those power shots really landing flush on Joe Smith Jr. And he, he got knocked down again. And, you know, when he got knocked down again, I was like, oh man, this thing is about to, yeah, it's about to get real ugly, you know. And uh after Joe Smith got up from that uh knockdown, you know, when the uh second round, I was looking for the uppercuts from Better Because he didn't really throw no uppercuts like uh, up to that particular point. And they were and they were there available for for him to for him to use. And when he used him, used him one, two, it, it was, that was just it, man. It, 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 was, it was basically over there. Harvey Duck stepped in and stopped the fight, uh, you know, within uh, 219 or whatever it was, uh, within that uh, second round. And Artur Better be of is the WBC, IBF, and WBO light heavyweight champion still undefeated 18 wins and all 18 wins are by way of knockout or stoppage. um and he just looks like a, a serious force uh in the light heavyweight division um and you know for joe smith i mean he you know like i said he became world champion was able to get you know the uh, wbo title it was vacant. Uh, against Vlasov last year, did have a defense of that belt. You know, was able to get a win while having that belt. Um, but you know they were setting up this particular fight against Radebeev, and oof, man, it, yeah, it was it was just like he got smoked. I mean, you, you pretty much you know admit that he got smoked. Uh, in, that, in that bout, man, within two rounds. I uh, wanted to add in uh, one of our contributors to the Boxing Source Radio show. Uh, that is our guy from the ATL checking in. It's the Boxing Academic. What's going on?
1: Hey, what's going on? How you yeah. doing?
0: Yo, man, chilling, man. Um, yeah, I was talking about this thing with Better Be Even Smith, man. I mean, that was just a – a straight up beatdown, man. Like, um, you know, I know we were talking about, you know, this particular fight, and that you uh, brought up something in reference to Smith, uh, like if he would have done something a little bit different, uh, if that could have uh, had some effect on this particular bout, uh, you could expound on that if you like.
1: Yeah, I, you know, obviously I watched the fight. It was a, a a great performance by Better BF. Better BF, to me and even hindsight, had almost every advantage. <laughs> you know, he was a better boxer. Probably was was more, if not as powerful, and he was more intelligent. You know, he had a more intelligent boxing brain, and obviously, he has been doing it longer as well. So. Andre Ward mentioned something, but you know when when I first saw the fight, and I saw it round one, Joe Smith kind of started off. He was using his jab, and when when he only used his jab, you know he kind of had better beev in a peculiar situation where better beev was having to avoid shots because of the jab that was in his face, and you know when he started throwing more right hands and he uh, actually after he got hit the first time like he got I mean better be have hit him on the back of the head side of the head back of the head which it technically wasn't a legal shot but once he got hit with that type of shot first he stopped jabbing and he started kind of walking in with his hands up more and you know he 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 kind of primarily was trying to throw overhand Man. rights and stuff Yep. So he was trying to throw bigger shots, and and he wasn't jabbing, which means that Berdyshev be all he had to do was just avoid the big lugging shot, and they were strong shots. But you know he saw it from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know round two, round one he got knocked down at the end of the round, and you know Joe Smith, you know felt the power obviously, and his response is to fight back. And he started to try to get in a firefight with better where he was throwing the wider shots and better was blocking them, avoiding them and then hitting him on, on counters, hitting him on with everything. Actually he hit him with everything. He threw everything he decided to throw. Mm-hmm. And so once the fight was over, you know, two rounds went and then I, I, I saw the first round where Beta was a little uncomfortable. Yes. He, he was down on information. Yes. Um, true talent tells over time, but anyone's reach and a jab will make anyone uncomfortable, which it, which, if we take Kovalev Ward 1, that's what made Ward uncomfortable until he closed the distance and start hitting Kovalev on the body. I, I just... I'm, I'm gonna read my exact words. I honestly can't believe that their game plan was to come in and slug it out with better BF, a guy with power who has uh, been boxing longer and who is a better boxer. Why not use the length and and uh, you know like kind of fight off your back foot and use your length and 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 make better BF come to you and try to walk better BF into into the power shots that way. Ward said that he thinks he had a game plan, but then he threw it out the window once he got hit. He he pretty much panicked. I mm. guess I could see that. I guess I could see him panicking. And And, you know, I, I hope it was the case that he did panic because I'm, I'm, I was quite disappointed at the output that yes, the fight would have ended like that in either case. That would have been how the fight ended. But and yes, um Joe Smith would have taken a lot more punishment, but he would have had more opportunities to land shots on Bretabiev and potentially hurt him. He he likely hurt him or buzzed him in round one. You know, he hit him with a shot in round one that that you can tell better Biev. Kind of was like, okay, let me let me come in and use my jab and sort of use my let me set up these punches versus just coming in. And so better BF started, you know, using his jab and using, you know, using other setup punches to to walk in. Mm -hmm. I think that. Joe Smith would have had a better outcome. He probably would have still got knocked out, but it would at least would have been round nine, you know, somewhere around there. And he might have had an opportunity where he knocked Better BF down, but had he jabbed and like you know tried to make Better BF go through the landmine of his jab and then hit Better BF with the right hand when he came in and and sort of box going backwards or or you know however um, he would have fared better in the fight. Yes, you got the reality in that. Can Joe Smith actually do that? Is he equipped? To actually fight going backwards, the answer to that may be no, but I I can't believe that if that was their game plan to come in and and go fist to cuffs, that that was the game plan to think that a guy who's been boxing longer than you who who probably been bred to do this and you know is the best light heavyweight in the division to me, and and I, I'm not saying he's skillfully better. Then, um, then, uh, what's his name? What's the other number, the other top guy, uh, who just beat Canelo? Um, Bival. I'm not saying he's skillfully better than Bival, but I'm saying based on his output, he is the top light heavyweight based on the competition he has fought and beat. Uh, yeah, Bival. Bivol be, ain't got, you know. He he has a, a a nice record too. Now, I mean, I can't, you know, sleep on him because he he's fought some some decent guys as well. But I just think that better Bivol, be, uh, based on who he's beat, the the level of guys, to me that warrants him to be number one. And I would say that for anyone, which is the reason why I say Spence is number one because based on who he has beat, that yeah. makes him number one, even when. We were talking about Canelo up until Canelo losing, his body of work made him be number one, you know, based on who he fought and beat, that up until his loss, he was number one for me. So better be is the top person. I think him and Bivol would be a great fight. I think that, you know, Bivol probably is stronger than, you know, he's not as strong as better B.F. but but he's strong enough, I would hope, I think to where it would be a great clash of styles and then how sturdy i mean canelo might just be a lot weaker than those guys which is mm-hmm. why he looked so good against against uh which is why bevall looked so good against him mm-hmm. and and i and i'm wondering if bevall fought berdiev if he would look a lot weaker as well you know i wonder if bevall just just that dude in terms of strength and would bevall's boxing be enough to offset better BF. That that's going to be the biggest question, which is why it's going to be such a great fight. Because you know the clash of styles, and can B-ball hit hard enough to discourage better BF? But I, I was, you know, I, I was quite dis. I ain't gonna say disappointed because you know I respect everybody who get into the ring. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed with the um with the plan, with the game plan, Fair and. If, if if that was their game plan i just can't believe that 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 would be their game plan if you watch tape on this guy if you watch any tape on this guy you yes he's a bulldozer but i mean he got skilled for all that bulldozing he got and and compared to you joe smith you know he's he's more on the IQ scale you know which is which is the same thing that I would um, you know say for like let's say even Deontay Wilder. So in the third fight, obviously Deontay Wilder wanted to bulk up and he 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 betted on getting Tyson Fury out of there in five rounds. And now I can't argue because he he knocked him down twice in a round and you know he had a long count. That if the count may have been counted, you know, with a with a a a one second beat versus a long count sorta, then you know you can argue and say that the man was down for ten seconds or so. Um, So I I can't knock his his uh, approach in Deontay Wilder, seeing that it almost worked. But the alternative is going twelve rounds with Tyson Fury which one you going to choose are you going to go all, go for it all and try to get him out in the first six rounds which which almost worked or are you going to say you are going to beat him over 12 rounds and 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 you know you um got internal bleeding, bleeding you got a fractured face you know the dude sitting on you the only thing that i would say i question, and i'm going to stop being long with here don't think i was a question is that the endurance in that third fight did not it was not appropriate for fighting a guy like Tyson Fury, for fighting anyone for that matter,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he he was done after three rounds. He was like literally done. Mm-hmm. And and so, yes, maybe the, I I mean some form of bulking up uh, in terms of like strength, but your strength always gonna be there. Yeah, you, you gotta go with endurance with Tyson Fury. You got to be at the best endurance that you can be because Tyson Fury gonna gonna be able to go for twelve rounds. So all I'm saying is. I just am disappointed in Joe Smith's team that they didn't have an approach of trying to use their length and walk this dude into shots, which would elongate their opportunities and give them more chances to knock this dude out. And, and when, you know, get, as as, uh, AJ would say, catch lightning in the bottle, I'm done. Yeah.
0: To, you know, go, uh, well, I'll go um, backwards in what you're saying and and, uh, then go into it was the thing like you were talking about with uh, the strategy by uh, Joe Smith, Jr. Um, you know, the thing with Wilder was uh, that, you know, Wilder, you know, had his strategy um, within the second bout, the second, well, pretty much like the second and the third bout against Tyson Fury because you had the instance where uh, in the first bout, you know, he was around like 212 or around like ranging around like 215 uh, there against uh, Deontay. I mean, against Tyson Fury. And, you know, he was still, you know, around the weight that he's used to being at. Like he wasn't like, you know, well above 220 pounds uh, when he was going up against uh, Tyson Fury at that point. Um, But in there, he was, you know, still able to go, you know, the full 12 rounds. And He did, you know, knock down Tyson Fury twice in that first bout, you know, but in the second bout, you know, we had the uh, strategy of uh, bulking up to almost 20 pounds higher than that, than that first fight. And he wasn't really used to all that. He wasn't used to, you know, having all that bulk, being able to utilize uh, energy and oxygen to where he could conserve himself over the course of those rounds. Because Wilder's just used to giving everything he's got in his punches. That's why you know he has had a number of injuries over the course of his pro career because he puts too much, so much in his punches that whether they land or they don't, it still has an effect on his arms and his body. You know, um, so when the in the second fight he was just not used to it. He was able to, you know, utilize a lot of that energy uh, there in that bout, and he just got you know. Flat out exhausted. And a lot of those, uh, you know, a lot of those knockdowns were pretty much the instance of, um, you know, him not having the energy to really like sustain what Fury was doing. And then, like in the third fight, you know, it was more about uh, Fury just uh, being overwhelming after the first few rounds or so, you know, because Wilder was doing fairly well in the first couple of rounds. It was just that he couldn't stay consistent on it. Now, back to Joe Smith Jr.
1: Not sure what they were Can thinking about. Can I ask about. you this? Can I ask you this about that? Do you think, given Wilder's skill set and and his deficiencies, that trying to end it in six rounds is, is either six rounds or bust? I, mean, I can't even argue with that with Tyson Fury in terms of Wilder's skill set, because Wilder ain't gonna beat him in no boxing match. But you gotta you gotta optimize your endurance though but what i'm asking you do you think the game plan of trying to go six rounds or or bust for Wilder was the right was the right game plan
0: it can be but you got to be able to set set up your opponent for that you know you can't you can't like just go out and just flail everything you can in those first six rounds unless you could try to set them up you know uh if you know that you don't have the energy to go the full 12 Try to can you know either conserve your energy, or be as efficient as possible within those first first few rounds of the fight. And whatever punch you land has to count. You know what I mean. And you got to be able to set up those shots because a lot of a lot of those a lot of the times in that second fight, you've seen where Wilder was going for it, but you've seen where it was like Tyson Fury saw it. So even though like Wilder landed the right hand a couple of times in those first couple of rounds, it was when he was fully extended out and he didn't really get that set pow- uh, set stance and the set power behind that right hand. So Fury got hit with it, but it didn't really affect him that much. And with Wilder just exerting that energy in the first half of the fight, that just, you know, was pretty much most of what happened in that instance. Um, and then and then in the third fight, changed the strategy up. You know, was very, try to be very efficient, punching upstairs, punching to the body, you know, just doing one twos and just conserving himself. It was just that he couldn't stay consistent on that, uh, you know, throughout the course of that particular fight. So that's that. Uh, Joseph Smith Jr., throwing a jab was good. Throwing it coming forward was bad, uh, in a sense. Uh, you got to be able to, you know, stay patient, uh, see if uh, better be is going to come after you um And, like you were saying, boxing academic, see if he could try to bait Better B.F. Be into coming forward and then just having a jab out there. It could be a forceful jab or a lazy jab and just come through with the right to surprise him, you know? uh But Joe Smith Jr. just does not have that ability, or at least I, I really don't feel like he does or he did, to where he could have Better be think about what Smith was going to do. So, um, Whatever, you know, his team was, you know, preparing him for in that instance, it just didn't quite work. Um, I know that, you know, there's uh, another guest that's coming in and he kind of came in at a a wrong time, in a sense, uh, because he kind of heard a couple of things in reference to his guy. And that, you know who it is. That's right. It is the president of the Deontay Wilder fan club, Mr. Matthew Brown. I am I'm, I'm sure that he is going to curse out
2: boxing. Don't
1: be sensational. Don't be don't be sensational. Treat me, treat me how you treat me when nobody's around.
2: Listen, it's amazing to me that months later the legend is still on the tip of everybody's tongue. All right. All
0: right.
2: The man with the bronze statue is still. The guy that everybody wants to talk about, everybody <laughs> wants to be compared to. Here's my thing, all right? We see Fury, who is now banned from the United States of America. Oh, because, no. Because of his uh, affiliations <laughs> with Daniel Kennahan. he's one of the 600 people that's on the no fly list. I do wonder if it really is far fetched that they cheated Deontay Wilder. <laughs> okay what's
1: the, what's the kenahan do what what did he do or what's his allegations
2: he is he's a, a murdering drug lord so you he's think like, he he's like the put... irish el chapo so, so you think he could have potentially um paid off that crab in a bucket kenny bayless <laughs> could have paid off mark Breland. you know mark Breland came up in the 80s those people that came up in the 80s they love cocaine Okay, oh no, oh no, yeah. yeah, yeah, I said it, yeah, I said it. Mark Breeling got them cocaine teeth. Um, so you never know, you just never know. But why are we talking about Wilder anyway? Like, let that man come back. You didn't uh, hear my glory, you didn't uh, hear my comparison. So, you, you compared Joe Smith to Wilder? No, can, can you just listen for a second? Please, I I, I, can you answer my question though?
1: I compared. I compare game plan. I compare... Um, did you compare Joe Smith to Deontay Wilder yes, No. Sure. I compare a potential game plan and oh, I right. gave an analogy. Jr. did he compare Joe
2: Smith to Let Deontay Let me just say Wilder? it real
1: quick. Let me just say it in the, the one minute version. What I said is I can't believe that Joe Smith would come in and try to go fist to cuffs with better B F. He would have had much more success if he'd have used his jab to try to elongate the fight and try to walk um better BF into right hands. Like, yes, he still would have got knocked out by round eight, but he at least would have had more opportunities to like hit him with something. And I said that is uh similar to Wilder in the in the third fight of um of Tyson Fury where where obviously where he booked up, it, it didn't appear that he was thinking about going 12 rounds. And you know. It was to me it appeared to be I'm gonna knock him out in six or go bust trying to, and so the only thing I say is that I just you know th- that in any time Wilder' fighting Tyson Fury, he just got a word he got to worry about endurance. That's all I was saying. comparison
2: okay, fair enough, fair
1: enough. I'm not going to get on you tonight because I'm in a good mood to be honest with you I mean. We, we dialogue, so I think you, you should dialogue if you have dialogue. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. You know, you can also say you agree. That, no, that's fine. You know, I you can say agree. that on air as well.
2: But you are the boxing academic, so clearly you're right. You are a genius when it comes to this boxing thing, okay?
1: All right, man, why do we got to do this?
2: I'm not a boxing academic. I'm just a student. You're the academic, you're the teacher, you're the professor. You know?
1: Matt, why we got to do this?
2: Listen, I just don't like the comparison. Okay? Deontay Wilder has shown a consistent delivery system throughout his entire career and throughout the three Fury fights. Joe Smith has never shown that. Joe Smith claimed the fame was stepping on Bernard Hopkins' foot as he threw a punch. That knocked him off balance and knocked him out the ring.
1: And say pushing him out of
2: the ring, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let me ask it. you this
1: about Wilder. knowing yes, that he is a legend, yes. Yeah, Dr. of course there. he's a legend. <laughs> his his movie, like his recap of his career is going to be amazing. When they like go through it and do like the Ali kind of thing. But um, knowing what happened with Wilder... In that, when he caught Tyson Fury in whatever round in, in round three or in uh, fight three, and there was an elongated count where it was like 12 seconds or something, and if it, were, it would have been sort of like a second type count versus a long, a long um count, do you think that I'm saying I can't argue with his so. I have only one gripe that I feel like his endurance should have been better when whenever you fight Tyson Fury, but I can't knock it because shit, he, he knocked the man down and in a in a faster counting referee, he could have won the fight. So his game plan came true, but he, he just, you know, got up at, at nine. You know, Tyson Fury yeah, got but up at nine. Here's my thing. Have you ever had a three hundred pound motherfucker leaning on you?
2: You're talking about stamina. He had a big coke ogre leaning on him. Like, come <laughs> on,
1: man. Like, what are you talking about here? That so, that's so that's what I'm saying. on So that's what my question was. Can you argue with his game plan of saying that he going to knock him out in six rounds or no. go bust with Tyson Fury?
2: I can't argue with his game plan because he almost won the fight. Just because you didn't win doesn't mean that your game plan wasn't good. It just and that's all I was win. saying.
1: I agree. With you. I were, that's, that's what I was saying. All right. But, but on that note man like
0: i mean why why would you think that joe smith would have you know, that type of a uh, strategy cuz the thing is joe smith is not deonte Wilder. he just no. he just he's not and please
2: say Walker. that again for boxing academic cuz i
1: don't think he understands what i'm saying is i can't fucking believe that joe smith came in trying to do fist to cuffs he should have he should have tried to jab more and gave himself more to try to don't land shots
0: on his Yeah, but that's but that's not his mo, and that's not you know what. Like I, I really don't think that, like his team really trained him to do that.
2: Cause he can't box.
0: So, so that's the thing. It's like I mean I I mean, you know, people want people could bring up like his performances against Eleanor Alvarez or. You know, uh, something against like a, 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 a Maxim Vlasov maybe, but even but even with that one, like you know, it was that was a very close fight that he could have lost. You know, for that WBO title, so it's like okay, you're not gonna see him be like a beat of all. I mean, shoot, we. He got out you He nearly
1: got to to stay in the house or stay inside or stay outside. You can't keep going in
0: both of
1: them, man. Yeah, I don't know what in the world Matt's doing.
2: Man, I'm at work, man. Uh, Right now, I'm trying to put together these lockers in the break room for my employees because I ordered them brand new lockers because their lockers were broken. So I'm putting it together. And right now, I'm in the break room, which is next to the bathroom. Someone's using the bathroom so you can hear the water running.
1: Anything else? Boxing
2: academic? God damn.
1: Stop trying to make me into the bad guy.
2: You are. You always picking on me. And then you cry fire when I clap back at you.
1: (laughs) I contend, and I'm telling all the boxing people, whenever we're not on air, Matt be really nice to me. I'm a nice guy. He sends me messages as if we were friends i'm like we are friends i'm a nice guy we are friends so why are you trying to treat me
2: mean in front of people Then i, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i really don't you're just a sensitive guy i have no clue what you're talking about why are you i was i was being
1: oh, sensational man. like you matt when i said that all right <laughs> man you know ever since
2: um that thing happened with your eye man you haven't been the same since you've been damn that was kind
1: of low man that was kind of low <laughs>
2: <laughs> my
1: bad. Damn man. That shit hurt my feelings, dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my bad, yeah. man my
2: bad. Yo, oh, yeah, well, like yeah, I mean, I'm saying
0: like what 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 can Joe Smith do? Like I mean, I just think like maybe he could try to, you know, try to uh bait uh, like, you know, punching and going backwards or whatever it is. And then, uh, he could, uh, set up a trap for better be up. Like, yeah, he just doesn't have that capability.
2: Yeah, he doesn't.
0: He, he just ended up getting dissected, uh, destroyed, beat down. And, 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 like I was saying before y'all got on, I mean, I, I, said I was right. I was glad I wasn't there because I would have been like, throwing the damn toe.
2: <laughs> He got his ass
0: cooked. Yeah, he got cooked. He
2: got straight up cooked. Yeah, ain't no way about it. He got his ass cooked.
0: <laughs> like it was just a a a, a demo. But
2: but I will say, better BF. Be uh-huh. He is a rabbit punching motherfucker.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. He that shot landed behind me. He, a lot yeah. of him. <laughs>
2: He is a (laughs) rabbit punching motherfucker. I'll tell you that right now.
0: (laughs) Oh man, yeah, he 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 just catches folks in the side of head, the back. Yeah, man.
1: (laughs) Let me ask y'all something. If you was fighting somebody that was stronger than you, maybe more intelligent, let's even say faster than you. Would you go in there and just say fuck it and let's let's just fight it out? Yes. Either that or
2: I'm fouling the shit out of you. Yeah. I'm gonna hit you in the balls. Yep. I'm gonna elbow you. I'm uh-huh. gonna tie you up and hit you on the side that the ref is not
1: looking. I'm mm-hmm. gonna do whatever I can. I'm gonna lean on you. That's what I'm gonna do. So I don't I don't I'm not I don't disagree with, with the stuff that you said to try to make it a rough fight, but for me I would, Damn. I would, oh, that, uh, guerrilla war tactics. Let me
2: mute this before Boxer Academic complains. Hold on, hold on.
1: <laughs> I would do guerrilla war tactics. Don't fight it. Don't fight the dude in front of him who bigger than you and gonna hit you with shots. Fight him when he's not trying to fight. And don't fight him when he is trying to fight. Well,
0: i be mean, not. Uh, I get that strategy, but it's only as good while it lasts. You know, like... That's like, what I'm saying.
1: It it would have lasted longer than two rounds, now, wouldn't it? It would have lasted longer than one round and one minute and 30 lasted, seconds.
0: Probably would have lasted three rounds.
1: But <laughs> Joe Smith would at least hit him five more times.
0: Five more times. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said, I mean, I, Joe Smith to me... I mean, Joe Smith just... I just felt like he didn't have the capability to do something like that. You know, um it's not like he's like a a, a Gvozdik or, you know, like a Dimitri Vival in, in, in that type of sense. Um you know, it's yeah, I just really like I didn't like I don't know what um your guy uh lefty was thinking. Um he thought that Joe Smith would a had a chance to you know really knock down or knock out art better and I was like i I just didn't see it like he like you were saying coming in there academic I mean every uh power shot that Joe Smith attempted it was just pretty much telegraph you know when better be seen him coming like from a mile away and so i I just didn't see where Smith could have really got to better be unless if he you know, try to bury his way into the inside and try to work on the inside and, you know, figure a way to wear down, uh, better be a, you know, we, I mean, like I said, he's more, better be is more skilled, uh, has more power, um, you know, and all you pretty much have is like, if, unless if you're going to try to do a jab consistently and then try to get to the inside. Like, like I would understand if he could have did like a, a, a Vladimir Klitsch go and do a jab and grab. You know, he could have done something like that. Make make it a sticker of a fight. Jab and grab. You know, stick and then prevent Arta better from throwing any punches. Tie him up. You know, uh get in, you know, just try to get away with it as much as you can uh there with the referee. You know, if the referee uh there is able to, you know, allow you to do that, then go ahead and do it. But you but he knew. All of the advantages that, that better be have had going into this particular bout. Uh, you just got to be able to figure out how to nullify those advantages. And he, you know, couldn't do that after a minute and 30 seconds of the first round. And he was busted up, you know. So it was a wrap for Joe Smith Jr. Loses that WBO title. Better be if it's WBC, IBF, and WBO light heavyweight champion. And... You know, he was talking about, oh, I want Bavall. Let's have this undisputed fight against Dimitri Baval. But there's some guy out there that wants to serve himself up. <laughs> he wants to serve himself up. And it's Anthony Yard. I'm like, come on, man. Anthony Yard, you really, does he really want to step in this ring? against this guy. This is the same Anthony Yard that got stopped by Kovalev with a jab. Right? Was completely exhausted. Got stopped by Kovalev with a jab. And ended up losing to Lyndon Arthur in 2020. And he wants a fight with better Biev. And it would be his first fight since the rematch with Lyndon Arthur last year. Yeah, he wants. nah he wants to I guess he wants to uh, have a rap to his career or something because, man, man, better be if it's going to wash him. I'm sorry. He's going to wash Anthony Yard if that fight happens. Um, but if it does happen, then maybe Baval will eventually fight Zerto Ramirez. And if I would love to see
2: Baval versus better be next. I wonder if Eddie Hearn is going to do the right thing. And let this fight be on ESPN as it should. This yeah. is an ESPN fight. This is not a DAZN fight.
0: Well, let, well, here's well, here's the thing on that. Like, I mean, you already had you already had uh, 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 Bob Behrman Top Rank give him a favor years back when they said Ramirez to fight uh, Maurice Hooker. You know that was on DAZN. So why not have this particular bout on ESPN? They're gonna need it. They're gonna need a lot of viewers for this particular bout, anyway, because it's gonna be like uh, better be of Gravasic, man. Like I know it's undis- it would be for undisputed, but man, come on! I don't think people would be really, uh, you know, that interested in it. You know, to where oh, it's gonna be oh my gosh! I want to see this fight, even though people fair told my oh, this fight should have been happening for about two years. Okay, well. If it does happen, what you're gonna do? You're gonna go see the fight? Yes or no? So we, so and, and I don't think that, that I don't think a lot of those fans are about that life. So they could put it in uh, the the theater, in Madison Square Garden, or that Leacra Le- Le- Center in Philadelphia, like Gavaznik versus a uh, Better BF or whatever it is. It's still, some tells me it still won't sell. You know, so man, I don't know. I just think it's more likely that you have better be of against yard and Bavall against, uh, Zerto Ramirez, uh, next than you know, having this undisputed thing happening. I mean, so I mean that, I really do want undisputed to happen for like heavyweight. Uh, but I just doubt that that's going to be the case. Uh, co-feature about real quick, Robert C. Ramirez, uh, against Abraham Nova. Abraham Nova coming in there with an undefeated record uh and a whole mascot and the cheer, cheer cheerling squad or whatever it is. Rabisi Ramirez, of course, gold medalist, the man who defeated Shakur Stevenson in the Olympics to win the gold medal. Uh came in there with a record of nine and one. Um and yo, it just seemed like uh C. Ramirez was just, he was just laughing. At Abraham Nova, throughout the course of those rounds, man, I just didn't see like uh, Ramirez being someone that would would sit on his punches in this bout. But that's exactly what he did, uh, and he was like hurting, hurting Nova a lot before he had that setup uh, with the right hand first, and then came back with the left to send uh, Abraham Nova to sleep. You know, uh, pretty much like. You know, threw the pillow over on that corner, and then sent Abraham Nova down there for him to go to sleep, and just put the covers on him, man. Like he, like he knocked him clean out. Um, and so, you know, Ramirez is there at like ten and one. Uh, it's for one of them minor titles at featherweight or whatever it is. Uh, but you know, of course, he's gonna have this whole WBO thing. Of course, with top-ranking WBO, you know how they do it. Um, so I don't know. Maybe uh, Ramirez could be uh, set up for something where either he'll fight for the uh, top contendership for that WBO featherweight title. Or it may be uh, something where he could uh, go for that uh, featherweight title against Navarrete. Or it might be for a vacant title if Navarrete moves up because I thought Navarrete was supposed to move up, but we'll see. But, but I don't know. That could be the case, or since we got going to have um, Gonzalez versus Dog Bay in July, either that's going to be for the uh, Mando spot or it's going to be for the vacant title, depending on what Navarrete does uh, next. Um, just seeing here. I thought he was supposed to be moving up to uh, – You know, one thirty. I don't know what happened. You know. But, uh, you know, any thoughts on this, uh, that knockout win by uh, Robert C. Ramirez? It's like, I know, come on, I know someone saw that. Cricket, 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 cricket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course, like... Uh, I'm sorry,
2: what was that? Uh, Um... I was shoveling some stuff. What's up? What you say?
0: Well, it it does involve like featherweight, so you really don't care about anyone that's below 147 pounds, so I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Hey, but you see my man Rat King fighting this week.
0: Yeah, he is fighting this week. That's a pretty good part, too.
2: Everybody think he's going to lose, but watch. Just watch. Rat King going to send Bam to hell. (laughs) <laughs> who Who is Rat King? Saris Kasset Saw vasai.
1: Oh, uh, who beat uh, what's his name?
2: Chocolate Tito put his dick in the dirt
0: <laughs> put his ass in the dirt
2: <laughs> yeah. and he about to do the same thing to this young up and coming stud Bam Franco I'm not calling him Bam Rodriguez because his last name is really Franco Franco
0: but, I mean, if it does happen, would you be, would you really be surprised?
2: Uh, well, people say that Bam has the skills of a Lomachenko. Oh, wow.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well wow. Uh, okay. But I, I just want to know, can we take a punch?
0: right right exactly exactly yeah, we're
2: man. gonna find out
0: <laughs> yeah So run beside can really punch so uh you know we'll see but man but this, this kind of like that that kind of like seems like a whole trap where it's like when any hern specials you have somebody that has a lot of momentum and then you put them up against them, man, it's like a veteran or or you know really experienced for or former champion or something like that and then they end up getting caught
2: yep i can't wait uh, the line is good too but listen bam is very good i wouldn't be surprised if bam wins right you know i would not be surprised at all
0: yes yeah so that and then uh julio cesar martinez moves back down to defend his flyweight title you know after uh going up against chocolate tito he he fights up mcwilliams arroyo who you know always seems to come up short in these type of fights so i don't know this might be the same thing but, hey, man, you got that. You got McCaskill versus a bar. Oh, come on.
2: Come on. <laughs> come on. Uh,
0: not,
2: uh, we don't you care about won.
0: winning. Oh, God. Oh, I should have announced that fight. I should have seen that.
2: Can you help me with this one? You act oh, like they're having Just a cook-off.
0: That, I should have seen that coming. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Should have seen that coming. Uh, you also had a joint with uh MJ Akhmadaliev against Ronnie Rios. Ronnie Rios being a top rated contender for one of those super bantamweight weight titles that uh MJ Akhmadaliev has. Um if he gets to that, then shoot, we we should have undisputed for super bantamweight, weight, but Man, it almost seems like it's more likely that we could see uh, Stephen Fulton versus a way than Stephen Fulton versus MJ Akbordalia, man. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, You also have uh, Raymond Ford going up against Richard Medina in this card, too. So, I mean, that's uh, a pretty good uh, card that they have there that's going to be in San Antonio, Texas. So that's that's a good look uh, there for... Uh, matchroom boxing in, in that instance. Um, you know, we also had you know the the announcements of well, finally we had the announcement of Andy Ruiz Jr. versus Luis Ortiz, but that fight ain't gonna happen until uh September 4th. Uh, I'm like, man, this man is it's uh July, they they talking about uh September, man. I'm like, god, dog, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you, you had that, uh, you have Virgil Ortiz Jr. versus Michael McKinson. That's going to finally happen. It's going to be August 6th. Uh, shoot. Um, oh, what? A, oh, yeah. Olejanda Usyk versus Anthony Joshua uh, will be in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. You know, where they had the, the the World Boxing Super Series finals for some of these joints. Uh, so that's going to be in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Uh, man. Um, on, uh, August 20th. Uh, so, you know, we got like, you know, the back end of the summer pretty much being set up. Uh, of course, Mark McStyle is facing Ray Barker July 9th. Um, yeah, but that's, that's pretty much uh, a lot of the stuff that's being, uh, uh, announced here in, in this particular uh, instance. Um, oh God, I just seen this thing here about the, the press tour for, uh, Canelo versus that Golovkin guy uh so they're having a press tour in uh los angeles and 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 in new york city uh looks like i guess uh june 24th and then uh june 27th uh there and no i'm not going to either one of those press conferences sorry i'm not doing it put it on record i'm not doing it all right so there's that um
2: hey get a credential i want to go
0: you wanna go to the you wanna go to that that joint?
2: Yes, I need to talk to Canelo. I need to ask him why he allowed No to Eddie Hearn <laughs> to put him in with this no name fucking Russian that nobody cares about. I need you gonna to ask him or you gonna
0: ask Eddie Reynoso?
2: And I need to know how Eddie Reynoso feels about all his fighters leaving him.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, you got, you got Sanchez for Ray leaving? Didn't
2: Andy Ruiz say he's leaving? Yeah, Ruiz has a new trainer. Um, yeah. Frank Sanchez has a new trainer. Yep. Oscar Valdez has a new trainer. Uh-huh. Julio Cesar Martinez has a new trainer. And we already know Neri left. And obviously Ryan left too. Yep.
0: So... I mean that that kind of like says, "Hey, looks like uh, Mr. Reynoso has just been focusing on one fighter and one fighter alone."
2: I guess Ryan Garcia wasn't wrong.
0: I guess he wasn't.
2: Cuz they were like, talking wild shit about Ryan Garcia. When yeah, they he, were though. When he decided yeah. to change trainers.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were really they were really on something with that one. They were really on something.
1: Yeah, they were they were You need to ask like Canelo what I, I, I dropped off. What you need to ask Canelo? I want to ask Canelo.
2: How could he allow them to let him lose to a no-name Russian guy? And also, <laughs> how does he feel about Eddie Reynoso losing all his fighters?
1: I thought you were going to say, how could you lose to a white boy? I thought you were going to say
2: that. Nah. Come on. B-ball is Asian.
1: Yeah.
0: He's
2: Asian. That's <laughs> number one. Canelo is the white boy. Ha, <laughs> ha. Canola look more white than him. Oh man. Yeah, I'll,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll uh I'll give a, uh, talk to um Mr. Lever and see if he will uh get you get you in there. You. Yeah, let's get in. There. Yeah.
2: Maybe the boxer academic will come to New York.
1: <laughs> yeah. I've been there before for a Deontay Wilder fight. I, I believe you.
2: I believe you. I don't know why the boxer academic has such animosity towards me. I don't know what's going on
1: here. (laughs) I can't hear you from all that thunder in the background.
2: I don't know why you have so much animosity towards me.
1: Boom, boom, boom. It's crazy. I ain't got no animosity towards you, man.
2: Must be a black thing.
1: Oh, man.
2: Is it because I'm black? Okay? <laughs> Somebody tell me what can I do?
0: Oh, uh, yo, speak, speaking to that, uh, yo, know, I gotta do, I gotta do something on uh, Twitter uh, after this because <laughs> this weekend was a very eventful weekend, and I miss, I miss, <laughs> I miss great, great. It's a great a great uh moment <laughs> that just uh had people rolling on twitter so we definitely will be catching that uh but you know, what happened of- oh I- i'll tell you uh, okay. <laughs> um but yeah that's mostly what i got here for this particular episode y'all me you know just had uh yeah like a long weekend man and just you know, round it down and, and things like that. So, you know, pre- you know, I'll get back at it uh you know, pretty much on schedule uh for next week or whatever it is, man. Um anything else y'all got real quick?
2: Uh uh PVC finally announced the Ray Vargas card. Uh decent card. You got Brandon Figueroa versus Carlos Castro as a co feature. Oh yeah. Uh that's about it. What's going on with Fox?
0: I have to ask uh, Mr. Uh, um, Mr. Ken on that.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Fox. I'm starting to get worried.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I think um, I think they got something. I think they got some big plan.
2: Yeah, I hope so. Something big plan with that man from Alabama.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, Brandon Figueroa versus Carlos Castro. Yeah, and then Frank Martin versus Ricardo Nunez and Rashidi Ellis versus uh, Alberto Palmetto, uh on the YouTube page. So Rashidi Ellis is coming back, and he's going to be on the YouTube page. All right. Oh okay. yeah, better than not fighting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean that pretty much covers it, except for one thing that I was not able to do in the previous couple, uh podcast and that is the botson source now for pound top 10 woo all right this so is, this is, this is updated surprise. this is updated and this is uh so modified due to your know, either activity or inactivity or whatever it is and you know some reevaluations so uh, we have to uh, get to this of course from 10 to one and starting at number 10 had an active uh, that you know is trying to figure out who he's gonna end up fighting uh, you know he was supposed to go up and wait but eventually uh, he found out that that couldn't happen, so we stick it at its weight. And that's Josh Taylor. So Josh Taylor is at number 10. And number 9, Juan Francisco Estrada. All right. So kind of switch those guys. And number 8 is a uh, guy uh, that always been... You know, pretty good in those lower-weight classes. Like I said, I mean, you know, a uh, Mr. MVO doesn't really uh, care much for uh, those guys uh, there. But Zulu is there at number eight.
2: Cool.
0: Yoka. Uh. Like I said, I had just, you know, fifteen around the inactivity from a couple fighters uh number seven is the 2021 fox and fighter of the year um although he could could be at number six but i'll put him at number seven for now and that is of course cool boy Stephen colton i had a great in his uh last bout uh there so um putting him at number seven number six uh was at a higher position before, but had to move someone up for the reason. But number six is Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez, and number five is a guy that some people probably put even higher than number five, and that is the undisputed super welterweight champion. Mel Charlo. Number four, eh, eh, pretty much the same from four to one like the last time. Four is Terrence Crawford. Three is a Inouye, even though it's Mark No in Dunair, which kind of like gave a few people uh, some happy faces. Number two is the Unified champion at heavyweight Oleksandr Usyk and number 1 is the unified welterweight champion of the world Errol Spence. So, pretty much 5 through 10 switched out a little bit and the top 4 stays the same.
1: What number was Terence Crawford?
0: Still number 4.
1: Oh, okay. And you got uh, I'm I'm not top 10. You got in anyway higher than Terence Crawford.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> okay, boxer, right, boxer, academic. I yes, need sir. You to be the judge, tell me which top ten you prefer: the boxing source top ten or the MVO top ten? Okay, because I think the MVO top ten is the top ten of the people. Okay, because MVO is for the people. <laughs> Jr. is not for the people. I am for the people. Okay. <laughs> So, so you ready for this one, Boston Academic? Yes, I am. At number 10, we have Tyson Fury, heavyweight champion of the world. At number 9, we have Javonta Tank Davis. At number 8, we have Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. At number 7, we got Devin Haney. At number 6, we got Nayua Inoue. At number five, we have Terrence Bud Crawford. At number four, we have Stephen Fulton. At number three, we have Jamel Charlo. At number two, we have Alexander Usyk. And at number one, we have Errol Spence Jr. Hold on, what was
0: your number four?
2: Number four is Stephen Fulton. So, what Terrence
1: Crawford on your list? Number
2: five.
1: Oh, okay. So, between yours and the boxing sources, I think that both of you guys' list sucks ass. That's what I think. <laughs> wait a minute.
2: Wait a, wait a, wait a damn minute. <laughs> Does the boxing academic have a top ten pound for power?
1: I only got like top four, top three, oh, top four.
2: I you know, then...
1: I start from one, and then it all the rest of the people don't even matter because because this fan- fantasy list crap is is like like how the fuck you gonna put anyway? Like I'm just saying, just cause he beat no Nitto Danier. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's somewhere up there. Maybe stop Asian hate.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, b-, b Ball would be somewhere in my list. b Ball would be somewhere oh in my, my list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, oh, my So, Errol Spence is number one. Yes. Hans Crawford is number two. Tyson Fury is number three. Uh, and then after that, I just, uh, I just, you know kind of debatable.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You said you said Errol Spence is number 1, Terence Crawford is number 2, and Tyson Fury is number 3. Yes. Damn, he don't need to have like Usyk or goddamn Charlo or nothing in that list.
1: I said after that is debatable.
0: <laughs> damn.
1: <laughs> I mean, Usyk would be up there, Charlo would be up there. Um Like, I'm not using my brain power to think about where they would be. I'm just saying they would be up there. Uh, Who else?
2: Uh... We'll have to change his name. Oh, no. (laughs) But I don't want to be disrespectful on
1: air. What, what, what would you change it to? Let's let's hear this last. Let's the box of dummy. <laughs> Just because I don't believe in these whack ass oh, pound for pound lists, which is so goddamn. Uh, let's throw fairy dust up in the goddamn sky. Like it's like. Now, why would you say that? Come on. <laughs> why would you say something like that? Who cares you
2: know, about these? A lot of us invisible pound for pound lists of thought
1: into these lists. Yes.
0: You know
1: how long they've been doing these lists. And and that and th- does that say a lot for ESPN's list? Like they've been doing it for a long time. And how much credence do you have in their list? Mike?
2: It's so subjective.
1: Jerk. Nobody, jerk, Mike. No one cares about this subjectivity. Let's let's get me an objective, you know, measure of, of these people. And then then I'll hear some pound for pound lists based okay. on the AI. I need to hear it from an AI. Human, humans be on that uh, you know bias they be on bias alright so
2: I'm gonna do something for you cause you are my brother from another mother I am gonna give you the top 10 pound for pound list AI only okay Perez number 2 what you said number 1 what you said number one was? Number one is Canelo Alvarez.
1: Where you getting number, this AI list listen, from? Listen,
2: number two is Terrence Crawford. Uh-huh. Number three is Dimitri Bivol. Mm-hmm. Number four is Tyson Fury. Number five is Alexander Usyk. Number six is Errol Spence Jr. Number seven is Gennady Golovkin. Number eight is Nayua Inoue. Number nine is Deontay Wilder.
1: And number 10 is Shakur Stevenson. I mean, sound is competitive with y'all bullshit list, but I'm just saying. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously wow. they model wow. need, need, need a little bit refining. They AI model, whoever model you got, they need a, just a tad bit refining. Maybe, maybe it's not updated. I think it's, it's, it ain't, they ain't updated. That is
2: updated because that is the computer rankings by BoxRec.
1: You said you want an AI, right? Yep. You know, th- there is uh the level one model and the level five model. They they gave us like the level the level one <laughs> model. <laughs> I, I want the AI that that like predict um <clears throat> you know like um that they use in the stock market and then they go back and be like with the with the with the busts and booms and stuff, they go and check their model against that. And then they use it in the future. That's what I want with, uh, <laughs> you know, with boxing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> but I, I may give it to you one day.
0: <laughs> Maybe a full list one day. All right. We'll see how
1: that goes. One day yes. when we're old and gray. I mean, we're going to be older, obviously. But, you know, <laughs> it's so subjective. No, I mean, if I give it to you today or 10 years from now, hey, it's, it'll be just as good.
2: <laughs> okay. See. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see.
1: Oh, nobody believe me. Okay, academic. all right, that's fine.
0: <laughs> oh man, yo, yeah, that, That's all. That's all I got, man. For this uh, edition of the Boxing Source Radio Show, I uh, think Boxing Academic and NBA we'll right, here for this one. We'll get right back at it uh, next week. Uh. Like I said, man, at the end of every show, corner boxing is a hit, and I get hit. Not to say the trade. On that note, folks, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody.